Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Pit Mailbag here on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network. He is Chris Carter. I'm Noah Hiles. And Carter, yes, another weekend, another loss for the football team. Uh, But I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little tired of talking Pit football. I know that's our job, and we will be talking Pit football uh, more and more. But if you're watching this Tuesday when this runs... It also means that basketball season's underway. We're recording this Monday afternoon. The first college basketball game was played at 11 today. I did not tune in for that one, but this evening, on the night of our recording, Chris and I will be at the Peterson Event Center covering Pitt's matchup against North Carolina A&T to start the season. So for this week's mailbag, rather than talking about Pitt football, which we are not going to neglect for the rest of the season, we will be at every practice, we will be at every game, And we will talk about them on future mailbags and you'll still get the In the Trenches podcast. We're not neglecting pit football in any way, shape, or form. But for this one specific mailbag, it's just going to be basketball focused because it's the start of the college basketball season. And the Panthers um, have what I think is a pretty exciting year ahead. So Carter, any original thought or just quick thoughts here? Uh, Not original thoughts. All of your thoughts are original. Um, Any quick thoughts here before we get going? Just that I'm excited, man. I think it's a, you know, it's a start of a new season with a lot of new players, and this is a new time for Jeff Capel. So we got a lot of questions about that. Let's get into it. All right. Before we do, we need to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Mike's Beer Bar. Whether if you're in town for a Steelers Pirates pit game, uh, Mike's Beer Bar is right across the street from PNC Park and has the best selection of beer in town, as well as amazing food options. They have over 20 TVs, and you can catch. All of your NFL, college football, Pirates, Penguins, Riverhounds, and Premier League action right at Mike's. Come on in and try one of their 500 different available beers, 300 of them being local craft beers, as well as 80 different local craft beers available on tap. You can also get a flight to try out every option you can dream of. And trust me, you won't run out of favorites because I never do, and I'm always there. Try their steak on a stone for an awesome meal where you can choose how hot you want your steak cooked with a heated stone right in front of you as you enjoy a night out in Pittsburgh. Come to Mike's Beer Bar and get your sports fix and experience the best bar in Pittsburgh. All right, Carter, let's get right into it. Pit basketball preview, I guess, on this mailbag here, and we'll start off. With the exception of injury, this one comes from Logan, I should say. With the exception of injury, will there be any changes made to Pitt starting five this year? I like this question a lot, Logan. Mm. Uh, And so, uh, Carter, I'll let you answer first, but it should be established. Assuming the starting five that he's referring to is 
Carlton, Bub Carrington, who we're just going to call Bub Carrington. Mm -hmm. That's just what we're going to do. So Bub Carrington, true freshman, will run the point. Ishmael Leggett, a transfer from Rhode Island, will be at the two. Zach Austin, a transfer from High Point, will be at the three. Blake Henson will be back at his spot at the four. And Fetty Federico will return to his starting spot at the five at center. So assuming or Logan wants to know, do we see any changes to that starting lineup that are not injury related? I'll let you start. I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, maybe if Bub Carrington struggles, because the one thing I, I want to remind people is that Pitt fans might have gotten a little comfortable with the situation that Pitt had last year and all the veteran guards that they had and how they were able to play. You know, Jamarius Burton's holding it down, Nellie Cummings holding it down. But you know, young guards, they often, you know, they'll, they'll have bad games and sometimes they'll need They'll need to kind of get a reset. And sometimes with, with two four-star guards, like you have, if Bob Carrington has like an off game, maybe Jalen Lowe gets a chance if he's having a great week of practice, those type of things can flip throughout the season. I'm not saying that they will, but I'm just saying, prepare yourselves for that. Uh, the only other thing I can really think of is if one of the twins, uh, the Diaz Graham twins, starts popping off in you know throughout the season, and maybe they want to get them more looks. Those guys are energy guys for the team. They like them a lot, and you know I, I think they've grown. They, 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 they at least in the scrimmage that we were able to see in the exhibition game, we were able to see. I thought they looked both more coordinated uh, on offense, especially with how they were they were attacking. So maybe they get some more playing time, and maybe Jalen Lowe gets uh, you know gets into the starting lineup. But those are the main things I'd see this year. Um, yeah, I'd also say that I think it's kind of tough to expect any team to not make at least one change for one game to its starting lineup based, you know, injuries aside, you're just going to have different matchups where there might be a game where they might want Will Jeffress to start just because of his defense. There might be a game where they want to maybe play small ball and, and go with, with, Blake and Zach Austin and three guards, or they might want to go with a taller lineup. And and again, I also think it's fair to point out that we don't know how three of these projected starters are going to play this year for Pitt. It's their first year in Jeff Capel's system. And we saw a box score against Georgetown. We saw box scores. We saw partial box scores and two scrimmages from Spain. And we saw them play live against Pitt Johnstown. But that's not enough to know how well Ishmael Leggett right. and Zach Austin and Carlton Carrington, or Bub Carrington, I should say, are going to be this year. So, yeah, uh, there probably will be one change here or there. I, I don't know what that will look like, though. It, and it will be interesting to see if there is a change, what it does look like. Uh, you know, maybe one of the twins just plays so well that they can't keep them off the bench. Like what you said, Carter, or maybe Jalen Lowe ends up being a better overall point guard and Carlton Carrington's better in a role similar to Jamarius Burton, which I think could actually be the case there because their size is very similar, at least height wise. So there, there's a lot of X factors and, and that's just the reality for every team, not just Pitt. Uh, that you're gonna you're gonna make changes to your starting lineup, and if they go through the whole year without making a change, that's a really good thing. So we'll find Great. out. We'll move on now. JT wants to know. Uh, says there's been a lot of talk about how much better Blake Henson will be this year. Did either of you two see any improvements from him this preseason, and what are you looking to see from him to improve upon this season? Um, I'll start with this. Did I see anything? Did anything jump out? Not necessarily. Um, again, 
we saw Blake play against Pitt Johnstown. And yeah. uh, I, I will say Blake looks slimmer. Like he, you can, you can tell that he has been working out a lot and he's, he's really taken to heart what those pro scouts told him. And, and he has been slimming down, trimming down, and he, I think will be in better shape this year. And, and that kind of ties directly into what I'd like to see more from Blake Henson. I'd like to see him play more of a baseline to baseline game. I think that he should be attacking the basket more. And I guess we did see that a little bit against Pitt Johnstown because he shot a lot of foul shots. He was getting mm-hmm. to the hoop a lot. Um, he still shot six three-pointers there, but uh, he was getting to the foul line a lot. I'd like to just see, even with him trimming down, he still has that size where if he's being defended by a guard, there's no reason why he should be shooting from the outside. He should be going right to the rack every single time. And even if you put a big out on him, he's quick enough that he should be able to beat that guy off the dribble and get a good look at the hoop. And I'm not advocating for Blake Henson to stop shooting from the outside, but I'm just saying there are certain games last year where Blake only scored from three-point range. That can't happen this year. He needs to be a little bit more of a well-rounded scorer. And then where I really want to see him improve is on the defensive end. This yeah. guy's too athletic. His size is too important for him not to be taking on these big matchups. And I understand they have other great athletes on this team that can guard those talented wings in the ACC. You have Zach Austin to help out with this stuff and Will Jeffress. Um, but I want to see Blake do that because A, that's what your best player should do. And B, that's what it's going to be like in the next level if this guy hopes to be in the NBA. So he needs, if you can't take on the best defensive assignment in the ACC, you can't defend in the NBA. So that's what I would like to see from Blake Henson. No, I feel you on that. I think the biggest thing like you were getting at is the defensive side. And I think part of what will help with the defense is him being more in shape. He talked about how he lost weight this offseason. And part of that is being able to have more stamina in games. And Blake Henson's an energy guy. You know, yes, he shoots the three, but he's he's trying to find ways to score. That's a big part of what he what he brought to the table for Pitt last year. And there were times you could see on defense. It wasn't. It, I think I think there were just plenty of times he was just gassed and he wasn't yeah. able to give his full effort, or he was even intentionally conserving his energy so he could be a bigger scorer on the uh, on, on the other side of the side of, side of the court. I think this year you'll see a Blake Henson that can run more, that can hang more, that can you know put, be be more focused on defense, and that can help Pitt because there were a lot of times last year where whoever he was guarding. You're kind of like, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna be a good matchup for Pitt. But if he's able to do that and help and help others in defense, because we know how much your know, transition pl- it plays into that as well. It's not just one on one; it's it's help defense and how you're working with your teammates. If he's able to be part of that, I think that that boosts him so much in the eyes of a lot of M- NBA talent. I, I know what a lot of guys look for in the NBA. Can you shoot the ball? Are you athletic enough to play defense? And can you play a role? If Blake Henson is simply the three-point shooting big guy that can that can take smaller guys to the well and can defend really well, that's his ticket to the NBA. He, he will he will get a, a invite to a roster. I'm not saying he'll get drafted, but that'll get him a, a spot somewhere if he's able to do do all those things. And to build upon your point too, Carter, um, it, it felt like last year when Blake would take on those defensive assignments on top of you know him being gassed or just maybe not doing the best job, it often led to him getting in foul trouble very early mm-hmm. as well. And that's something you need to you, – you can't have this year if you're Blake Henson. This, this team last year, if, if Blake were to get two fouls in the first half, which happened quite frequently uh, or way more than it should have, 
it was able to survive because they had other guys. But early in this season, when they go to the Barclays Center uh, in just a couple of weeks, Blake Henson can't get two fouls. This team's right. just, I, mean, I, I think later in the year, maybe, but you don't have a Jamarius Burton and uh, a Nellie Cummings who can kind of hold down the fort until he gets back out there. They need Blake out there as much as possible. So Absolutely. not fouling, being able to defend well and not get yourself in foul trouble are the two keys for me for defense. We'll move on now. Thomas wants to know, uh, who will be the most impactful newcomer on this year's pit team? I'll let you start with this, Carter. I mean, I feel like this is kind of cheating to say Bub Carrington, but honestly, when we see him, when I saw when I, we've seen him, I mean, the kid has a shot. He creates his own shot. Uh, he distributes the ball. I, I look at him as a guy. He even, he even like you know, again, Pitt Johnstown, not exactly someone to like measure, but like. Uh, what I look for in those uh, those things is where's the effort? What's the what are some of the fundamentals I see that like he's gonna use this against uh, anybody else? And I liked his footwork on defense. I liked his composure and uh, how he was even when he was driving, he was looking for for teammates. That doesn't mean that that's not go- that's going to always be there in every game moving forward. But the fact that he has it is a good sign. I didn't see any case of where he's you know trying to pull his inner Call Krauser and I'm gonna take on all five guys at once. And that's not to d- dig on Call Krauser, but that's sometimes you need a guy like that. Xavier Johnson was like that at times for Pitt. And so it, there were some days it was great for you. Some days it was bad for you. And I think that that's one thing is that at least right now, Bob Carrington very much understood, hey, I have a role. I'm going to play this role. And he played it well in the exhibition game. Now, when the pressure gets up, when the competition gets up, all that changes the question, the questions that you ask yourself, the challenges that you have to face. And then some people are going to take it on themselves to win certain moments. That'll be interesting to see. But Bub Carrington's my newcomer that I'm that I think could be most impactful this year. Uh, I'm going to go with another guard. I'll go with Ishmael Leggett. I, mm. I, I think that while Carrington, I think has might have the highest ceiling out of anybody on this roster. And that includes Blake Henson as far as, you know, next level potential. Um, just looking at, what you need from everybody this year. I think that Ishmael Leggett probably has to be this team's second best player. Um, just, you know, and if he isn't, that's not necessarily a horrible thing. Cause you know, Pitt can win. If, if Carrington ends up being the second best player, that could be a good thing. Like he could end up being a star. Yeah. Um, but when they were forming the roster, the way they were building it, I think that that's kind of the way they intended it to be was that Blake Henson was going to be the best overall player and next in line was going to be Ishmael Leggett. He was going to be the guy who's probably going to be second on the team in scoring. I think he's going to be the best defender in the backcourt and he's their vet. I mean, you could point at Michael Hewitt Jr. who's been around in college basketball for a long time, but this guy's never really played significant minutes anywhere or for any type of great program and I don't expect Michael Hewitt Jr. to really have that big of a role on this team so you take him out of the equation and you have two talented but true freshmen so you need Leggett to be there to be a a guiding voice for those two young players because I think his success is also going to make both of them better and I and I think that he is just someone that has to pick up that slack and he's he's not going to be Greg Elliott He's not going to be Nike. He's not going to be JB. He's not going to be um, Nelly. But I think that he can do a little bit of what all of them can do. I think he can He can be, like I said, I think their second best player overall. And, th- and if that's the case, then that's a major win for Pitt because 
you know, everyone talks about Carrington and Lowe and how, yeah, they're true freshmen. But I mean, this guy, Leggett's going to be back next year as well, unless if he has an amazing year and, you know, goes to the NBA or something goes horribly long, wrong and he leaves. This was a long-term investment for Pitt as well. And I think that especially early on, it's going to be on him and Zach Austin to kind of show they don't they don't get the growing pain room that I agree. I agree. Carrington and Lowe get. They they got to come in and they got to be impactful now. So I think that uh my answer will be Leggett. I think he's going to come in and be an impactful player from the very start. Matt wants to know. It feels like people aren't talking enough about what Pitt is losing and not having Nike Sabande back. Will this year's bench be as good without the ACC sixth man of the year? Who will be the most impactful player to come off the bench this year for Pitt? All right, I'll start with this one. So sure. I think the bench actually will be better. Now, will there be a player on the bench this year that can kind of take over a game in spurts like Nike did last year? I don't think so. Um, maybe Jalen Lowe can take over in a different type of role where you can bring him in and it's like, wow, like, you know, there's just another point guard. Like there's two starting point guards and one of them's just kind of coming off the bench. That can maybe be what you see here. Um, but overall, I like Pitt's bench a lot more. A, they're just healthier. Uh, yeah. That's just the first start of it. But second, you look at it, they kind of have someone you could ask to do a little bit of everything. You know, with the exception and maybe the one thing missing here is shooting. But did they have a shooter to come off the bench last year? No, it was supposed to be Nate Santos, but he never really knocked down a ton of shots. So you can get scoring, I think, maybe not from one specific player, but you have four guys who can all come off the bench and score six to eight points on a good night. And maybe low can even be a little bit more than that. But I, I like what the twins of what what the twins showed last March and what they can be. Um, I really think that Will Jeffress is going to be somebody who isn't going to be a superstar. His stat sheet isn't going to be amazing, but he's going to bring value to this team, and he his defense especially is going to be valuable when you play those teams with with tall, athletic guys like a like a Norchad O'Meara or a Kyle Filipowski. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the bench more than last year, actually. I think no player on the bench is as good as Nike, but as a collective whole, the bench production should probably be up in all areas compared to what it was last year. Yeah, like I think you said it perfectly. No one player is going to replace Nike. Because another thing is when Nike came to Pitt, like he was going to take over. Like at the end of the 2020-2021 season, he was going to be the guy that was going to be like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take charge with, with Jamarius Burton. And he was going to be so much better. And then he tore his ACL in, in the exhibition game and then was out for the season. And it took him until like the first month of the season last year to get back and be and be healthy enough for Pitt. And that's why he was coming off the bench. But if he never gets hurt, he might be the starter. And there could be a lot of different directions that team goes in. But neither here nor there. I agree, again, that you're not going to replace him, but this is a deeper team. William Jeffers is healthy, and he's more experienced. And sure, he's still not going to be the offensive threat that you know that you hope, but that's this is going to be 
the the youngest 20 year old four four like guy with like four years of experience for Pitt because they got him so young and he's been on the roster for so long and he's had he's been he's been he's been redshirted he's done with dealt with injuries he's had COVID year so he still has eligibility left to even grow upon it and I think that he's a good he's a great hustler he, he'll help on defense he'll help on rebounds and get those type of things back so you have him back this year the twins together are going to be such an asset I think they'll be a much bigger better force for Pitt. Uh, in a lot of different situations. I think Michael Hewitt can be, you know, a come in, give you the occasional sharpshooting moment uh, that, you, that you need from the outside. But to me, you know, if you're looking for a guard, you know, Jalen Lowe can be that can be that guy for you. You brought him in. He's a four-star guy. And I like some of the things I've seen out of Jalen Lowe. I think that he could come in, give you a spark. And sometimes you just need a different pace of things in, in a game. Sometimes, you know, your guard, even if they're there, even if Bob Carrington is the superstar, if he's in line for ACC, all, you know, freshman of the year this this year, if, he, if, he, if he's playing that well, he's going to have days where a team figures him out or he's just having a rough moment and you need a change of pace. Someone that can come in with a fresh look and say, hey, I'm going to try this now. And that changes things up. If Jalen Lowe's that, that's a huge boost for Pitt. So I, I'm right with you. I think this is a deeper team that can bring that can bring more. And something also that Jeff said so many times last year, and both you and I reported on it several times, he often talked about throughout the tough weeks of the season how few times they had enough guys to be healthy to run five on five in practice with the with their scholarship guys that's if that can be the thing that they have this year that'll be big as well because then they'll be able to run more things in practice simulate more things and so many times last year Pitt would start slow because they weren't sure how to because they didn't get to practice at full speed some of the things that opponents were doing with the scholarship players that they have on 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 the court for them because they would only have like six or seven guys available because of all the injuries they kept sustaining now you about you have a bunch of guys that you can run that kind of stuff with and I think that could be another thing that does help Pitt in the long run. All right. So we'll move forward there. And Carter, while you're talking, I want to emphasize, I was not ignoring you. I was just checking my math to make sure I know I had my uh, answer correct for this next question, which is ah. it uh, comes from Andrew. Final question of the day. What is your record prediction for Pitt basketball this year? So Ooh. we're recording this Tuesday. That's what I was calculating. So they play 31 regular season games, okay. 20 conference games. Okay. All right. So I will say I'm just going through it. And because uh, looking at it, we're, we're going to go ahead and assume that Pitt does not lose Monday night to North Carolina A&T. And if they do, Carter, we might have to delete this and just do a whole nother mailbag. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a whole different discussion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so but we're going to go ahead and assume they do not lose the North Carolina A&T Monday evening and they're one and know the way I'm looking at it. Entering this year, I probably had this as like a a 20 and 11 team in the regular season, mm-hmm. um, especially after losing Dior Johnson. I, I looked at this team and just thought, you know, it'll be it'll be good. But is it good enough to make the tournament? I don't know. I just the, the, the backcourt depth was concerning. I don't know if they have the rebounders, but I'll tell you what, man, after watching them practice after really watching them against Pitt Johnstown and just looking at their numbers, seeing how these young guys are playing and just seeing the extra weight that some guys have lost, some guys have put on. I think this team could actually be just as good, if not better than last year. Now, with that being said, I I don't want to make it seem like, I think the whole ACC is going to be a lot better this year. That's that's the thing. 
I don't anticipate, you know, us heading into the final week of the regular season and Pitt having a chance to win the league. But I do anticipate this team being a tournament team again. So I will say Pitt regular season record 22 and nine. That probably still has them on the bubble heading into the ACC tournament. However, I don't think they'll be a Dayton team this year. I think they'll, if I had to compare them to a team from last year, uh, did, did NC State didn't play in the first four, did they? Did it? I don't. I don't believe so. No. Uh, okay. Well, if they did, I don't know. I would say Pitt finishes. Pitt finishes as like uh, an eight or a nine seed, good enough to be on the bubble, but get in and and not have a very dramatic uh, March or a selection Sunday. So I'll say twenty two and nine in the regular season. I'll say thirteen and seven in the ACC. So two non conference losses. I assume one of those would come in Brooklyn, um, and then they'll either lose to West Virginia or Missouri uh, would be the other non-conference loss that I would pick. And then as far as conference losses go, I mean, like I said, I think this is going to be a better conference. They have a very challenging month of January. Um, They'll probably lose a couple of games they shouldn't, but they'll probably beat a couple of ranked teams as well. So, yeah, 22-9 and overall would be my pick. Carter, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm in the same range. I mean, 22 wins is 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 about there. I think I think they can sneak to 23 or 24 because I do think that this team uh, can catch some people off guard with some of the youth that they have and with the size that they have. I think that they, especially their depth at forward, I think could become a problem for some of the teams that they face and help them weather the storm against teams like Virginia Tech and Clemson, who they who they might have struggled with before. Um, you know, I'm not going to guarantee uh, guarantee that they're going to. You know, like you said, I, I don't see them competing with, you know, Duke down to the wire to win the ACC. But I do think this is a 20 win team easily. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they, I think that they get there. Um, and then it's just going to be about making sure how many how many how many of the games that they're, that they're supposed to win. Do they do they avoid dropping and can they steal two or three of those games against some of the bigger opponents that they had? They stole some of those last year that, that went right. against Miami, went against North Carolina. Like they 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 were really good in some in some in some of those games in in situations where people no people didn't expect it and i think that if this team can do that again uh this time around um they'll be even better off for it so i'm with you i'll say 22 23 wins and pitt gets around the range of you know i think a good comparison maybe is like you know uh like a maryland from last year uh with, with like like how they're uh, how they made the tournament, you know, just but like eight or nine seed is right where I see this this pit team at the end of the day. And also a big part of this also will be because, like you said, with the ACC being better, all the Ken Palms and all the I, I cannot wait yeah. for Ken Palm discussions to start up again this year because that was such a huge part of last season with Pitt not getting, you know, their wins not meaning as much because the ACC was down. If the ACC is up, and especially in this per- first half of this season, when if ACC is able to do well and out of out of conference play. That'll boost Pitt so much more in the rankings and in the discussions as far as where they would be in the tournament. And that's to to wrap things up on the note of Ken Palm and Net and all of that stuff. That's why this month of college basketball is so important for Pitt. Yep. Uh, because I mean, at the end, yes, Pitt has Pitt has four pretty easy opponents to start off, but it goes to Brooklyn for two non-conference games against Power Five opponents. Comes home, plays Missouri then Clemson, then West Virginia. That's five power five opponents in a row right there in late November, early December. And four of those five are going to be against out of, they're going to be out of conference. It's 
uh, SEC, Big 12, potentially a uh, Pac-12 in there as well. Uh, they need to win those games. And, and other ACC teams need to beat Power 5 opponents in non-conference as well. That's how you avoid a situation like last year where the analytics do not favor your team. The, the projections do not favor your conference because last year the ACC stunk in non-conference play, especially against the Big 12 and, and the AC, or in the SEC. They really struggled against those two leagues. They did okay against the Big 10, uh, but the ACC and Pitt is obviously a part of it. They need to win these games early on. And mm-hmm. obviously that does not reflect how your team plays, as we saw last year in November, doesn't necessarily affect or portray how well of a group or how good of a group you have on the year. But these games, they really matter. So lock in, buckle up. It's going to be a fun month. It's going to be a fun season. We'll be here to cover it all. Carter, any closing thoughts as we wrap up here? Not much here, man. Just excited the basketball is going. We get to cover both teams at the same time. Uh, we will have you covered all season long, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, we'll be trading off games too, or especially with these early ones. Remember the you know the big thing here is how strong can these guys look in certain situations? How well will they handle adversity? Those are gonna be the challenges that we look for and how they respond to them in this early part of the season. Absolutely, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And keep tuning in to the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and podcast network for all of your Pittsburgh sports coverage by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Take care. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.